welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out. With your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, the next closest park. Ahoy! 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 Hello! Look! How is everybody? Uh, pretty good, really. Yeah? Yeah. You know, I ha- it's, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. I might die, but it's oh? fine. Okay. Yeah, tomorrow's field day, so ah. we're like outside all day. Blah, no, yeah. <laughs> What's the weather supposed to be like? Uh, I don't think it's supposed to be too bad. Uh, like 70s, so oh. definitely have had worse. Terrible. I was going to say, for 70s, yeah. uh, this uh, in May, I, I'd take it. It's been like weird. It's been like so humid, but also like cold for some reason it's very strange i don't really understand <laughs> how it's both of those things at the same time like that's not yeah. normal like <laughs> no it's been uncomfortably warm but also very humid and hot but like yesterday yeah. was like actually cold like i don't know yeah. <laughs> it's real annoying so i'm like trying to do all this laundry like put away like my winter clothes and like my winter jackets and stuff and i keep having to get them back out because it's like oh it's cold and rainy today ah no <laughs> silly you trying to put away your winter clothes <laughs> so i put away all but one ha ha take that i <laughs> ah, can't outsmart me <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fine i was wearing a i was wearing a t-shirt and a hoodie today yeah when i was out and same thing with yesterday because it was like let's chilly enough but then as soon as you start moving or doing anything it's like oh no no i'm hot but if i stand still it's like cold it's like muggy because it's also been raining every day so that's cool love that (laughs) uh no No, yeah and by love that we mean no so what is your what is what does your field day consist of um well (laughs) it's a bit of mystery oh what because because <laughs> because our school is just one giant construction zone uh Ooh. forever i guess um field day and like they were going to have it last friday but it it rained all day so this is rain makeup yeah, field really? day yeah <laughs> well actually i think it was supposed to rain all day and it rained like a little bit and but they'd already moved it, so like, but it rained like the days before, so it was like soggy everywhere. So it was all thing, but mm. uh, it's actually gonna be at the Monette Park. So, uh, oh. uh, so um, yeah, so that'll be. <laughs> I don't really know how field day is gonna go or what it's gonna consist of because it's a not at school and it's a completely new location um, <laughs> with a bunch of stuff that feels like it was just made up yesterday what? because it was. So um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like this is going to be the best field day ever. This yeah. Well, I'm... here's the other bonus part. Field day normally run by high school students, right? They like facilitate all the games and stuff, you know, okay. but because it's at the park, no high schoolers. Oh, so there's that. Um, <laughs> huh? Because they're not being transported, I guess. Yeah, they're not being transported. Ew. Um, because, like, normally they like they just work for a little bit and then they switch off, right? It's like just volunteers, you know. So, like, very rarely do they work like 
all day long. Some of them do, I guess, but like, because they're still doing like some classes have a final tomorrow. Air quotes, final, right? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know how they're going to do a final because my grades were due today. Oh, it doesn't. So, it's not really, a real final. Yeah, they're not real finals. It's, they've already done the real finals. Uh, okay. This is just like, <laughs> here's a thing. We have to do this. Yeah, I think most guys have already done their real for the for real final. Uh, mm. <laughs> they just have to like call it that. It's weird, but yeah, so tomorrow is a mystery. A mystery. What's happening? No one knows. Yeah. So, Aaron, yeah. Aaron, do you have do you have field days out in the magical land of Oklahoma? Um, they have. Is it called the Land Rush Days? What, okay. What's the big thing that they do in Oklahoma? Is that Land Rush? Is that just reenacting? You just like the, the, yeah, run the, across the a field? You just like put yeah, cookies so on the ground and go, first to grab the cookie wins, go. Like, <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of the um, like elementary people do the... Uh, it's like the Land Rush where... It, it's, it's something called that where like the kids get like, whack, like wagons and they make them all like covered and... Are you, you know, serious? <laughs> Okay. It's to commemorate the, um, you know, the founding, whatever, of Oklahoma. And they get a little wagon and they just like take off in a big field and they um, they claim, you know, it's so wonderful. No, like, seriously, I can't can't think of what it's called, but that that is a pure elementary um, thing because we in the middle school don't do anything like that. But I remember seeing all of the, like the little like kids on, on, yeah, on like social media where it's like, oh my gosh, our kids participated in their last land run thing. I'm like, oh yeah, we do that. All right. Can we, can we just pause here and take a moment to acknowledge what a weird thing it is that that actually happened in history, right? Can we just acknowledge that that is bizarre? <laughs> <laughs> for our for our non US listeners or for those who aren't as aware of the late eighteen what eighteen hundreds, uh eighteen eighties. Yeah, um, pop quiz Aaron, what year was the Oklahoma Land Rush? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh you heard it here first from a, a history teacher. I bet uh, Shelby knows like right off the top of her head because they had yeah. to like that was the answer to all the finals in elementary school. <laughs> what year? <laughs> you you think we pay attention to our stuff. You you're silly. Um, <laughs> It, 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 it's it's a big kind of event where um, literally there was a big starting line and they just told people who wanted to grab land like hey at this time whenever the gun goes off go and claim your spot and so they literally they just took off and um, the people who left early were called Sooners <laughs> um, to gain um, their plot of land and they just yeah, they would go and stake they got their claim and everyone was just cool with it. Oh, except for, you know, the Native Americans who were already here. Um, uh, yeah, that is the other part that uh, uh, people oh, kind of forget yeah. to talk about. Like, right. Yeah. The, the land was already claimed, right? That was the, that's a very important part of this story. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie daisy. Uh, 1889. Ah, that's about right. Sure. That, that, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, I want. I just want to read this Wikipedia article for the, our international friends, right? Because an estimate. This is 1889, okay? 1889, April 22nd. So, like, kind of hot 
dusty Oklahoma morning. Uh, an estimated 50,000 people <laughs> were lined up, right? And Aaron is uh, not exaggerating. There literally was a starting line. They like shot off a gun and people just like took off. Mm-hmm. And wherever they stopped and said here, it was like a certain amount of acreage that they just owned now. <laughs> yeah, that was that was their claim, and uh, you know people would contend it, obviously. But yeah, if you're, uh, yeah, you just just race somebody, be like, hey, this is my spot now. Like, ah, darn, you put your flag up there before I did. Well, shucks, you doodles. Okay, and then yeah, then that would be your spot. And like, t- although I don't teach it, and because you don't learn about Oklahoma history until. Uh, was it freshman year? Like I've had to help students and kind of like fill in for the spots, and I'm like trying to like read it out loud to kids. So like, yeah, this is a strange thing that happened in your history, by the way. And so, come here, cat. Um, and then like, no images can do it justice because it was such like a big deal. And there's like, oh yeah, here's you know. Thousands of people that just took off in wagons and horses or on foot. And it's just like, a kid can't really comprehend that because it's like, oh, here's a picture. Moving on. And so I guess that's kind of why they do this little land grab thing with little kids so they can see. But even like a class of 20 doesn't do justice of like the magnitude that, that, that had transpired during this time period. Uh, this little blurb says at 12 o'clock Monday, April 22nd, the population of Guthrie was zero. Before the end of the day, it was at least 10,000. Yeah, I, I'm trying to what put some on this, earth is yeah. that. <laughs> so, to put this into perspective, I've been, do, been doing some listening, but I've also been doing some maths, so it's been dangerous. But oh. at the time, 50,000 people was approximately 0.079% of the population. To put that into context, (laughs) it's measurable. 0.079. To put that into context, if the same percentage showed up for today of something, that would be 264,000 people. A population larger than Birmingham, Alabama. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, that's <laughs> that's a lot of people. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and so yeah, little kids just yeah they they get little wagons and they just like go out to some field. Um, I know at Yale, my other school, they they did that, and like I watched it for like the first time because I'm like, oh, this is this is what we do. Okay. And then it's like, oh yeah, Oklahomans are weird because they did this, and it's it's just a weird thing to like to comprehend and to look at. They're like, yeah, this is this was a normal thing back in the eighteen hundreds. That's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. <clears throat> now they do have typical track and field days, but those do not have the same. Um, what's the word? Um, you know, patriotic stirring as um, oh yeah, people are just excited about just like running. They're like, ah, oh, but I'm not running to steal land from the natives, so I just really can't get behind it. I can't. <laughs> just, just, 
for some reason their quarter mile pace drops by, <laughs> God, by a lot it's, it's crazy. crazy you know yeah. like oh man <laughs> so oh it, yeah it, it it's so bizarre to me but like trying to discuss little details like that especially with like my the kids that i have it's like oh i mean yeah this it happened that uh Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, this actually was a real thing. Like, we just thought it was something dumb that we had to do when we were in elementary school." I'm like, no, it is real. So you're welcome. Thanks, history. <laughs> yeah, but that that's to the that's the extent. In middle school, we don't do anything fun. Um, for our no kids, except for took them. What was that last week? Yeah, because we got done Friday. Um, uh. took them roller skating. And uh, oh, yeah, pizza where I had flashbacks of going to see Brandon, he was uh, a young <laughs> in high school and just eating CC's pizza constantly because that's what he right. to do. Let's go see your brother. No, I see him all the time. Please, no, I'm CC'd out, which is a statement I thought I'd never say. That's hilarious. But, Brandon, did you did you survive your your trip to the um, ice skating rink? <coughs> uh, yes, I did, uh, just barely. Uh, okay, because that was a day that was so incredibly humid. I thought I was just going to melt. Right, <laughs> I thought the bus ride was bad. Okay, so here's how humid it was in northern Arkansas. How okay. humid was it? Okay, actually, wait. Before that, we did have a bit of a problem. So we do there. Uh, Due to an old stipulation at school that says field trips must be educational in nature. I don't know if this is still true, but just to be safe, just to be safe, we do a little drive by of uh, Pea Ridge Battlefield on the way down to Springdale. Um, And so (laughs) we kind of like drive around a little loop and I get to give a tour um, as the resident history teacher. I get to point out things like, oh, look, here's where they fought and here's where blah, blah, blah. Here's the tavern, right? <clears throat> so but um they're doing construction and so the road was all weird and so we couldn't even go see the elkhorn tavern because oh. we were not about to get out and walk because it was rainy so you know there's that um and now this was the sign uh, because apparently all of arkansas is under construction um <laughs> we got down there and we we're like we always go and eat lunch at this park thing right uh, my fellow teacher, they, she's been going there for like years, right? And we go down there, we rock up to the park, and there's no park, right? It's full of like backhoes and oh no, stuff. and so we're like, uh, <laughs> what? Did, what uh, do now? What are they doing? <laughs> are they like redoing the park? Is this park now closed? What are where are we gonna eat lunch? <laughs> so we. Um, we're driving a school bus down like the narrow side streets of Springdale, Arkansas, trying to wiggle our way to somewhere else. Uh, so I jumped on <laughs> Google Maps and we found the next closest park. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and we went over there. Uh, <laughs> they had a covered little pavilion thing with tables in it. So we we're like, ah, here we go. So we went over there. And we ate our lunch there. Uh, at this other park, it's like by the library <laughs> is where we were at. Mm. So that that was fun. But like on our way over there, we're, I was like, all right, we got to turn left on this street. 
street closed due to construction. Detour route this way. Like, oh my gosh. Are you serious? What's happening? <laughs> Another left. <laughs> Different Another left. Another one. Yeah. So that was, that was a, a bit of an adventure. But so we finally go down to the Jones Center, right? We're hanging out, rocking. So it's so humid last Thursday that we go into the ice skating rink downstairs and it's like, you look across the rink, it's like foggy. Oh. <gasps> Because the air is so humid oh. right above it, oh. the ice is it's, it's ice, right? So it's like Ooh. there's this very thin like mist inside the building. Oh no. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So that was good. But we did get all the kids survived skating with all their pieces intact, no broken heads or knees or wrists or anything. So that's good. Good job. And then after that we went like to the swimming part but the indoor pool room oh my god i thought i was gonna die like it was so humid <laughs> in the indoor pool <laughs> no just no <laughs> just was it a, was it a, a sauna-esque I oh suppose. man or if it was full-blown like sauna billion degrees in there <laughs> no there's so buggy like when, they, when we left I was, they got to go back through the little locker room thing and like change and other stuff. So I went and I stood all the way down at the end by the door. And there's like a, just to be like, the door is this way. Get out. Uh, but there was an air vent there. And so I just stood in one spot. Finally, moving air. The most beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> a breeze. I never knew. Breeze. I never how knew exciting. how much I love you. <laughs> I never knew this was what I needed in my life the whole time. Uh, <laughs> so it was a little uh, wonky, but it was we made it. We survived. We made it back. So ha, ha, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week has just been like get through, wrap up stuff, do things, clean up my classroom. We all know I'm not good at cleaning things. So no. oh yeah, did you decide if you need to move your rocks? Well, I, I just like nobody can give me an answer, so I just went ahead and did it anyway. Just like okay, I'm just moving my stuff. I'm just packing it up. <laughs> uh, basically, my room packing up consists of I have one of those big lab, like a lab table in the back of my room, like the, with the black top and everything, and it's like attached to the floor, so it can't move. So, oh, my main cleaning strategy is I take my little milk crate things that they keep their binders in and I just start stacking them on the table <laughs> and I just fill it with like oh, the geez. things that were on my desk and like <laughs> stuff from over there like the stuff that's just out that needs to go somewhere and mm. I basically stack it really high on the table and then ta-da we're done <laughs> that's where it goes <laughs> gets out of the way it's they don't have to move it because it's in an, a fixed position right so Boom. It's fine. Huh. That's why. <laughs> it's technically cheating, but I don't care. I'm not going <laughs> to. You know, it's something. I'm sure it's more than others. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. Some teachers like take this stuff to their house over the summer. No. Uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. no. Yeah, hard That's not how this works. Aaron, what does your, your end of the year ritual look like to tear down your uh, your room? Um, 
So this is actually kind of weird because it's actually the first time that I actually plan on staying somewhere. And so uh, <laughs> it, it, it sounds strange, but hear me out. The the first year I got done teaching, um, they, yeah, they, you know, that whole scenario. It's like, well, we actually don't want you coaching. Like you literally brought me here to coach. So I do some out. Um, and then last year, um, was kind of strange because I was like, I'm going to go coach at a bigger school and which I did, but like having to pack up all of my stuff and having that weird mixture of like being a former elementary teacher into middle school, like I had way more stuff than I actually like originally planned. And so I'm like, Oh, this is, I don't like this. Mm. You know, I'm going to tone some, some things down. And so for, for this year, I have, uh, I had to, um, consolidate greatly, um, with, with a lot of my stuff. Um, but for us, it, I'm kind of in that strange position, kind of along with Brandon, where it's like, Hey, you might be moving classes because, uh, I'm in a weird corner where, um, the special ed classes are all kind of like down there and they're like, we're getting some interesting kids coming up and we might need this. I'm like, all right, cool. You're going to tell me when and they're like, Okay, get ready. And it's like, <clears throat> and so all all I had to do was basically just do inventory on all of my stuff, um, get everything moderately prepared, and just I just bulldozed it into a corner and just like, all right, boom, I have to move. My stuff's there. This is here. How if you need anything? And so, um, the end of the year kind of meeting was, you know, just turn in your list of if things are broken which for me my classroom was was the oddball out because last year it was the uh like storage classroom and so there i didn't have time to actually like do the whole um hey can you check or repair this because it, it was like um they didn't get my they didn't i didn't have keys until like the first week or like two days before um, school started. And so it's like, hey, can I get this? No, okay. And so literally the night before school was supposed to start, I, um, the two of the coaches and myself were like throwing things in my classroom. Like, oh, this, this goes here and then we need this. And look, I don't have time to see what I need and what's broken. And so for the whole year, like I had broken sockets, um, missing like ceiling tiles and so I actually got to sit down with my principal and be like hey um I didn't have a chance to get like any of this and he's like yeah your your classroom was the weird one so uh yeah just give me a list of the actual stuff that you need I'm like cool here it is um here, here's literally everything that I didn't have the entire year um and so it was actually kind of nice to sit down and be like and I have this they're like sure I'm like oh but it, it, it's actually kind of nice just to like throw my, you know, crap into the classroom. Be like, all right, boom. I don't, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to move it yet. It's just going to sit there until season starts. Cool. And so that, that was actually kind of nice um, for, for me for once to, to not like have to worry about like taking the car down there, turning in my keys, you know. Doing that routine check of like, did you turn in this yet? Did you turn in this set? Did you turn in this set? Okay, bye. So th this is this was the first time 
that you know that, that may all it may be something to change. I've had a few phone calls from from schools about some head coaching jobs, but as of right now, it's just like I can just I can just leave it there. I don't have to like cram like four large maps of like the world and flags like in my little office at home or like all my Civil War textbooks. Nothing. Oh, cool. Okay, I'm just gonna sit down there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's annoying. Like, yeah, it's it packing up your classroom is really annoying. Yeah, it sucks. So, I don't be real mad when I do this, and they're like, "Don't even get to the floors or anything this summer," because again, my school is one giant construction zone, and it's never ending. It's like Arkansas, apparently, just always under construction. <laughs> my school this year is like I forty four, right? Just construction all the time, <laughs> forever. That's all weird the that they would have so many Merrimack Cavern advertisements. In the there, yeah, they're just all over the lockers. It's so strange, right? It's just like Merrimack Caverns, which way? What? What's going on? <laughs> Where is it? I don't know. <laughs> wild <laughs> i i will say i did not really like take this to effect or account until like i was significantly older but like wilson's creek battlefield right yes been there yeah do you it's a thing yeah yeah do you like what do you like specifically remember about oh, oh. uh cannons uh-huh. General Lyon's grave. Spoilers: General Lyon, the Union general, dies at Williams Williams Creek Battlefield. Confederate victory. Um, yeah. But seven months later, the Union wins at Pea Ridge Battlefield. That's the whole reason Pea Ridge happened. Sorry, I'm in tour guide mode. My bad. Uh, Get I remember this guy. <laughs> I remember the farmhouse. Right uh-huh. there's that farm that the dude was like farming, and the army's like, mm, "You're a hospital now." <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I that might be about it. I have a very like specific memory because for one time for Boy Scouts, we did the cycling merit badge and we had to like cycle like X number of miles. And so we went to Wilson's Creek and just biked around the path, which started out as like happy fun time. But by the end, I was like, I might die. This is rough. Dying and not Um, happy. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, Megan and I actually went and went uh um uh cycling there and then uh the uh the, the battery in our in my Jeep died there one time, so that's fun. Ah that's all I know. <laughs> uh, the, the reason I bring it up is that because we were talking about the Civil War in um eighth grade, we, we pulled up like relatively close places to visit, like in Oklahoma. And I always made it the thing where it's like, all right, now, kids, like, what side did Oklahoma fight for in the Civil War? And a lot of kids will be like, the South. I'm like, no, you nerds, it's not a state yet. Boom. <laughs> Oklahoma didn't exist. Slam. Yeah. And nice. so, but then we, we, we kept pulling up um, Wilson Street Battlefield, and there's a picture on one of the websites, and it's that table that's inside the uh, little guest. Oh, with the lights uh, that show you where they went. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So the kids were that like, thing's dope. What is it? And I went super nerd mode. Like it's a, it's like really cool because like got like these lights and like it moves and there's like the announcer who's like super monotone, but he's like really cool and like it like moves the things and the kids are like, oh, okay. 
Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, <laughs> yeah, like narrates the battle. Like it's yes. it's like a it's like a thing, and it has like it's so listeners. It's like a diorama table, right? So it's like a a three D representation of the area, um, <clears throat> and it's got these lights, and it kind of li- it's like the battles like the strategy, and it lights up like blue and red or whatever, and it like it'll be like oh, and then they moved over here, blip. <laughs> like and then the confederate charge was here Blip. like it sort of shows the battle thing on there and yeah like, so yeah that thing's cool yeah and it shows you the uh how they moved over like it has a little light up lines that yeah, it like lights it to show the, the routes yeah. that they're going and i i i uh, mad respect to that because making history come alive is incredibly difficult and trying to get people to understand battlefield movements across a terrain like impossible so i that was i thought that was that was always very well done uh when 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 uh, we went there yeah oh one more memory i just thought of i was there for cub scouts one time uh and i don't know it must have been around christmas and i ended up on ky3 uh because i was in that farmer's house and then we were like going through it and touring it and i was on ky3 as like a small child Oh, it's a place to be, suckers. Someone, That's what's up. <laughs> see if we can dig that up. Yeah, very old archival news footage of me in a Cub Scout uniform at the house at Wilson's Green <laughs> National Sh- Battlefield in Republic. Surely it still exists. I mean, somewhere it does. Oh yeah, I'm in like an on a I'm in a vault somewhere. <laughs> Combat KY3. They must know. Boom, Lisa. Yo, what's up? Uh, we gonna? <laughs> hey, I just I just thought that part was was happening because I never really like yeah like going there and like I think I watched like them do but they were setting we, up for we did go to a reenactment once yes that okay. was out there yep there was like okay. tents everywhere it was real hot because Wilson's the the battle was in like August or something right yeah it was hot. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the foundation puts that on every year, maybe, maybe before yeah. August. Yeah, but it, it's in the it was in the summertime, right? Yeah, so it was a hot. Yep, and everyone out there in their wool uniforms. Yeah, like, yeah, yep. yeah. Thanks for the history lesson. Don't die of heat stroke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But I, I just I just thought that was was neat. Brandon said, you know, historical sites," and I was like, "Oh yeah, Wilson Creek Battlefield. It's a literal historical site that I never and not that I like, didn't appreciate it when I was younger, but it was just something that I was like, wait, we're going to where? Oh, is that the place with the cool table? Heck yeah, let's go. Nah. <laughs> well, it's sometimes hard to appreciate that when you're real young because you're like, it's yeah. a field. Yeah, August tenth, eighteen sixty one. Boom, look at that. Um, it's yeah. It's just like because now it's like a field, and so it's kind of like uh, okay, cool. I mean, that's it, probably why the uh, mom and dad took us to the reenactmenty thing because like all the tents and all the dudes out there and all this stuff, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Lots of harmonica playing. I think it just tends to happen at these things. Um, like <laughs> can't casual it. casual side effect of reenacting. 
Yeah, it's like if you want to know what the 80s and 90s were like, go and stand next to some uh, secondhand smoke. If you want to know what it was like yeah. during the Civil War, go Civil War, go listen to some harmonicas playing. Harmonica. Right? I had a neighbor <laughs> who used to live over here that was a Civil War reenactor. Like he had the whole kit, right? He actually did the march when they reenacted the march from like down here in like Southern Missouri to Wilson's Creek uh, oh, a gosh. while ago. He like oh, was a cool. part of that. It was like, I don't know, it was like, I don't know when it was. It was a long time ago, but he did it. He was like <laughs> part of the thing. I was like, oh my gosh, why? <laughs> he had all the stuff. He had like a billion books and like little, he was way into it, like maps and like all kinds of stuff, right? Because <laughs> if there's one thing that I know, it's people that are into the Civil War, like m- there's not a lot of like casual Civil War enthusiasts, right? Like <laughs> if you are a person that's like into the American Civil War, these people go all in like they all end up being reenactors right it's just how it works <laughs> yeah. right they have they have a box under their bed full of wool uniforms they have like muskets in their closet it's real like whoa what <laughs> i i will i will say to that um the movie gettysburg like the four hour long movie yeah. um, mm-hmm. so that movie was actually shot like ninety nine percent, or like ninety percent of the people were like volunteers, or like oh, yeah. civil war actors. That would like they would they would show up to set and be like, hey, do you need a cannon? Because I have one. And they're like, yes, please, go stand over there. Yeah. And what other I, group I of people the, casually has cannons in their garage? Like, come on, yeah, and what a budget that. saver for the for the uh, producers of the show. Like, oh, we mm-hmm. don't need to do any uh, sort of uh, budget for uh, sourcing. costumes sourcing. Uh, yeah. We'll just put out a call and. They have to respond. It's in their blood, right? They yeah. will say yes. They already have them, and they're already period correct and a hundred percent accurate because yeah. they know. Yeah, exactly. because they know. And if <laughs> and they'll show up because they know if they don't, we'll do it ourselves, and we'll mess something up, and we'll get a button wrong, and then we'll never hear about it, and they won't we'll, be able to sleep we'll, at night. Ruin it for them forever. So, so involving them actually makes everybody happy. Right? <laughs> 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 actual conversation from the boardroom, in case you're wondering. Probably, yeah, it's probably <laughs> accurate. I just I, I saw the a thing on YouTube about it, the, the history buff, um, and he he kind of oh, breaks yeah. down like historical movies, and he did that. He's like, yeah, it's crazy because uh, like like oh no, we need to save you know money, and like thousands of people just showed up and like, hey, I have a cannon. You need a cannon? I have like four. Like yes, please. So that was kind of neat. Who does that? Who has cannons just sitting around? Yeah. Like <laughs> you oh, know, oh. you know. Strange, strange segue, strange segue. But our, our specialty, money, as it turns out. Yeah. So, um, I actually have things to talk about. I know, shocker. Um, where to go? So, get, he wrote it down. Yeah. What is this? Who are you? What is going on? Uh, <laughs> so, Governor Stint. Uh, the governor of Oklahoma, who I'm not necessarily a big fan of, actually came in clutch for something, for once. Um, Oklahoma is actually getting uh, $600 million uh, investment into public education. Wow. That's a big number. (laughs) So, five, if I'm looking at the thing, so, do I come? 
I, look, look, not to take away from that, I was hoping it was an announcement about Sasquatch hunting, but I am still interested uh, in the story. So just keep going. That's what I was um, hoping they'd change. <laughs> 500, 500 million will be directly into the educating funding formula, which I don't know what that means, uh, which includes six weeks paid maternity leave. Boom. Um, where is it at? Uh, teacher, with teacher pay raises. Uh, $3,000 uh, for teachers with zero to four years experience, so me. Um, 4000 for teachers five to nine, 5000 for teachers 10 to 15, and 6000 for t- uh, teachers for 15 years or more. Um, additional $10 million into three-year literacy program, because Oklahoma can sell. Um, $125 to the Red Bus Foundation. No idea what that is. And then an additional $150 million into uh, three-year pilot program for school safety and security. So, um, yeah, that's the first time that our school has had anything added to it um, since the teacher walkout in whatever year that was. Um, oh, yeah. A few years ago. But yeah, it, it, that, that, came across, um, yeah, that came across my desk a few days ago. And I was like, oh, when is this going to be activated? Like, it was going to be activated, like, in the fall. So when the school year starts for the next year, boom. We're actually, we're actually going to be making Sweet. more in Oklahoma. Get on it, Missouri. Come on. And I'm, I'm sure that there was no... Um, uh, no fight or struggle with getting that passed, and it was super easy, and everyone agreed. Yes, no, uh, no fighting with any Native Americans or oil companies, uh, and everybody was happy with it. And we're not looking in, into it any further. We're getting money. That's all the matter. This is the same. This is the same guy that like ticked off every Native American tribe in the state of Oklahoma. Um, because he's like, oh, Native Americans aren't doing their part. It's like, um, uh, Kevin, what, what do you mean? Get up. What? They're literally doing their part. Like, oh, no, they could be doing more. Like, they're literally funding the state of Oklahoma. Quit talking. So, um, that guy, um, <laughs> actually doing things for, for teachers. Um, because, yes, a few years ago, teachers did get a raise. However, um, it was just like a one-time deal. And it like wasn't like consistent or like followed through with anything, and so the, the sheer fact that they're like, oh hey yeah, by the way, um, boom, we're gonna give you actually stuff to need, um, and then they're not including like supplies and everything, but um, the sheer fact that everyone's like, oh hey, we're doing this, um, and it's actually gonna be sustainable for a long time. It's actually kind of nice. Well, huzzah! That's very exciting, indeed. Look, look, look at this good news you bring. Look at that. Oh, well, thank you, Oklahoma, for doing something good for once. I appreciate it. <laughs> now I say that, and then of course we'll be like, "Oh, we need not talk about, you know, you no, know, uh, oh, I wasn't getting bail. Like um, something was really dumb. Like, no, no, wait, Oklahoma, we did so good." Yeah, just yeah. We we best stop talking about it, lest they uh, do something even worse. So, yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is very 
very common for Oklahomians. So, but yeah, I, I just thought that was neat. Um, we're actually actually getting appreciated for once, uh, and we get and we're getting money. So, I will not complain about money. Yeah, that's very nice. Very nice. Well, I don't have. Uh, that's all I got in my corner. So. Oh, well, I mean that's a big deal. I don't. I don't have nearly anything remotely as exciting as six hundred million dollars, uh, at all, at all. So, no, I've been doing uh, phone interviews and um, all sorts of things, uh, trying to to hire people. Um, I had, let me see here. Uh, not a whole lot of change on that front. We're still kind of pushing forward with a couple different candidates and uh, trying to get people onboarded and trained and everything. Uh, I did. We did have our first, uh, our, our shortest stint of an employee literally ever uh, this past, oh. this past Monday. Oh no, not a great record to have. No, no, it was not. It was not indeed. Uh, she started on Monday. Uh, <laughs> uh, first email went out at like nine. And by one o'clock, I got the resignation. So really good Aww. stuff. <laughs> really great stuff. But Apparently, they there was a, a pending like this is this is the state of of hiring. Um, people apply to everything. They accept more than one offer and see which one they can end up liking fastest. Uh. And so. Uh. They had, <laughs> they had accepted our offer. It's like knowing- when you buy a shirt. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was saying it's like when people buy clothes online and they're like, I'm going to buy eight things. And they're like, okay, I'm going to send seven back because I only want this one. Boom. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Amazon literally has that feature where you don't pay unless you keep it. Right? Like they have that mm-hmm. feature. So, yes, you just go, I don't know, but I'm not. I'm not invested in this. There's nothing to lose if I don't like this. So yeah, they, they had accepted our, our offer uh, and agreed to start knowing full well that there was this other one <laughs> that they were more interested in. That was like a maybe. And so that one came through and they, they let us know. So uh, oh. that was, that was a lot of fun. And, and you know, it's like this point, it's like, you know what? really it's not really surprising anymore but like that's that's what we're doing uh and trying to move through so it's uh it's one of those things like okay well you know just live and learn and keep moving forward i did i did have uh uh yesterday brandon you said it was so cold well i was walking this dog and i was along the grass i saw it i was like wow that is a big pile of poop uh, my dog didn't do that when I was walking. I should go ahead and just clean that up. I'll be a nice person. I bent down to pick it up, and it blinked at me. And what? Recoiled in horror to find that it was in fact one of the largest bullfrogs I had ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh. oh my god! <laughs> I was so. <laughs> I will. I will. That show. is a terrifying surprise. I'm <laughs> and where's the, the picture? Uh, oh, it's coming. Uh, the reason, oh, 
The reason it had not hopped away was because it was so cold. The day before, it was like 94. And then overnight, it dipped down into the 50s. And the frog was like, oh, no, (laughs) I cannot go on. And so it was just (laughs) hanging out and not very lively. And so... Uh, I think that I think my my message just came through. Um, let me know if that comes through or not. Uh, Good grief! That <laughs> it's huge. Even the dog is like, Ew. "What the heck is what that? What's going on?" At? Yeah. So, <laughs> I uh, of course in my update, I had to say that we got to meet a celebrity on the walk. We got to meet Kermit the Frog, and that uh, it was uh, uh. not. <laughs> hey, so I will say. I will say that there's a uh, there's a sport in the south that does like the frog jumping, and that would be a perfect candidate uh, for frog uh, for frog hopping. So, Colin, good job. Okay, I will add that to my list of of sports to enter. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, did, I did that. Uh, that was that was my highlight yesterday, getting to see this giant frog, and I was like. Can I take this frog home? Like, what? Where, where to put this frog? <laughs> oh yes, she would be so enthusiastic. Yes, that would be exactly what. what Go put this. it in Dad's pond, right? <gasps> oh, uh, like Dad, I brought you a friend. <laughs> yeah, to put, into, to put into your suspiciously angular pond. Now, that come on, was a bit what suspicious. He spent on? too much time in Oklahoma. I don't really know. What yes, that's about. rubbed off him already. Pond was influenced. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. Like, huh? Wait, pond. I know. And I was like, the natural shape of ponds. Square. What is square? Of course. What is the bucket is angular? How you can't Man. scoop? Can't scoop a circle with a square bucket. Everyone knows. I mean, <laughs> I think you can. I think this is mathematically possible, right? Like, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just infinitesimally smaller close together i mean that's what you do right that's what you can approach a circle if you like continually add sides to a polyhedron right so if you have you have like a, a square a pentagon a sexagon a septagon an octagon a nonagon a decagon right they just get progressively more circular right the more sides you add the the Closer it approaches to a circle. Yes, and eh, the, eh. yeah, <laughs> and obviously all bucket operators uh, and excavator uh, tra- or people are trained in this method they, of just yeah. They took uh, they all took uh, trigonometry clearly and uh, geometry, so they know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're supposed to take the second year. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, there's been a ton of rain here. Uh, I got to take the kids down into one of the ravines by dad's house and show them the streams that run through uh, uh, and got to talk about the difference between perennial and annual streams. Uh, and yeah. uh, This is an El Nino stream, right? I feel like that's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's up, man? I'm telling you, it is. It is. It is for sure. Uh, so we uh, got to show them that and and um, showed them on a map and kind of like you know, hey, this is the start of a river, uh, which was kind of neat. And talk about how all the rocks that are here are going to end up down, you know, in the in the Gulf of Mexico. The Gulf of Mexico. That's where they're going, baby. Yes, <laughs> all the way. 
Uh, <laughs> so that was a lot of fun uh, to get to see that and just see the immense amount of rain that are in the area uh, and rescue a few turtles um, and sliders uh, are all over the place. So stopping. Oh, yeah. Moving them across the road is necessary as long as it's safe and you're on an abandoned country road uh, <laughs> and it's not nighttime. So. Oh, yes, please, yes. Your high-vis jacket on, yeah. right? Our European <laughs> listeners are going, well, if you had your high-vis jacket, everything would be fine. So it's <laughs> And as we know, in France, it's mandatory to have one in your car at all times. It is so. mandatory. It's actually <laughs> illegal to get if you stop on the side of the road and you don't put it on, you can be fine. <clears throat> look at look at If us. you exit your vehicle. Things <laughs> we know randomly. Uh, and <laughs> Then I just, this has been French Facts with O Brother. As, uh, this oh. Fast French Facts. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was, that was a great segment. We should do more of that. Yes. Uh, and then I, I took a phone call from a potential client today. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's always great uh, when I can immediately know that this person has run out of options and they are talking Uh-oh. to me. <laughs> it's not a good, not a good start to the interview, right? Like I love, I love me, that feeling. Help me. Boy, uh, you're my only hope, right? Like that's not a good, <laughs> it really is. It's like, call me Obi-Wan. Cause I'm your only hope. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly. Help me funky bunch. You're my only hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Oh my gosh. Anyway, new t-shirt uh, design coming soon. Ladies and gentlemen, the waffling, the waffling on this was amazing. It was oh, amazing. No. First, first it was, oh, the dog is um, dog reactive, human reactive. They've never left it alone before. It cowers. They're worried about it biting. Uh, not sure how this is going to work. And then it was, well, it's not so bad. <laughs> and, you Wait. know, they've had a friend <laughs> take care of it before. And, you know, it would probably be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that code for she realized she told this person i don't know if she agreed, but they, they told you like the, the whole truth immediately like i mean actually, i mean it's not as bad as it sounds though like exactly. i don't want you to like really worry i mean you're a professional like, right, you know right. i'm sure you can handle this right yes yeah, so oh, no. <laughs> no i i i Asked some questions and was like, and when are you needing this? And then basically they needed us in, in, to start a four day trip in two days. So they need us course. to. Of <laughs> course. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, uh, first off, like, no, <laughs> like we can do a meet and greet, but that's probably not going to work out. Um, we, we, we don't have availability really. And so if we do a meet and greet, it would be for future services. Like if you still want to move forward. Uh, and that was this morning. And then like eight hours later, uh, or yeah, eight hours later, uh, they scheduled the meet and greet and then all the care information forms. It was like, the sweetest dog ever. Like, no problems. Like, stop lying to me. A <laughs> little bit of anxiety. <laughs> and I was like, I talked to you this morning. Nothing wrong. Yeah. I was like, I talked to you this morning. Like, I know who you are. Like, don't, what are you doing? Ah, <laughs> uh, you can't trick me. I know. I know. I take, I, I write down phone numbers and I write notes about you whenever I'm talking to you on the phone so I can cross reference this stuff for later. And so, uh, we, we turned that down. We were like, look, like, no, it's not good. Maybe if we had it's a couple not you, weeks it's me to we work, just... but it's mostly you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually a dog, though. That's, I get, that's the thing I'm waiting for. Like, it's actually a horse. 
It was a bullfrog. Right. <laughs> yeah, the celebrated lost, jumping frog of Calaveras County. Right? Lost That's, a bullfrog. Can you see it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I get so many phone calls from people who have unexpectedly recovered a, a stray dog and then realized, oh, I actually can't do anything with this dog. Um, I was just trying to be a nice person and then put it in my garage. And now it's been there for six and a half hours and nobody's coming to get it. I don't know what to do. And all the pounds are full. This happens so much. And so, so I have to you know, talk to them, give them some advice and some Facebook groups to post in and then say, yeah, I mean, you, you took the dog on and um, unless you want to re-release it, you, you have to, you have to see this one through. Like champ, like you gotta see it through. Uh, and then I send them a PDF full of uh, rescue phone numbers from all across the state and say, good luck. <laughs> I can't help you. Like we're not doing this, but it's really sad when that happens because people have the best intentions because they go, Oh, a lost yeah. dog. The owner will be looking for this. This will only be merely a trifle uh, of my time. And then <laughs> yeah. no. Turns out it's not lost. It's just, yeah abandoned it was abandoned <laughs> yes yes yeah, yeah. And, mm, oops <laughs> yeah You're like well here are your here are your options and several of them are like five and a half hours of way away so have fun right like that's yeah. that's what you're dealing with at that point yeah, basically yes so yeah it is unfortunate though because it's like a hard situation because you want to do like the right thing and you want to be like helpful and stuff but at the same time like mm, well it's not really <laughs> it's uh, uh, not going well we we have i i have been in this exact position right i have of it ended up it, it ended with me needing to drive an hour and a half one way to do a oh, yeah, transfer yeah, yeah, yeah. on the side of the road like uh, we have done this. So like, I feel people's pain. Like I totally get it, but it's like, that's what you're going to have to do. Right. <laughs> like you are in the drop everything, try and get this taken care of moment. Um, yeah, w- right now and trying to get people to understand exactly like they have committed, whether they, re- whether they realize it or not, like, yeah, you're, you're in you're there committed. now, buddy. Like, yeah, good. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. This is it. This is all. <laughs> It's all she wrote. Like, yeah, sorry, yeah, the unfortunate <clears throat> side of dog rescue. So, yeah, it's true. <clears throat> yeah, I don't happy. Has anybody been like been reading, watching, listening to anything interesting these days? <clears throat> um, I'm still watching old Top Gear episodes and other uh, related things. Right, I'm getting my summer reading list in order right uh that's kind of what i'm doing kind of deciding what i'm going to be reading here okay Uh, kind of going through my little uh stash of books here and going hmm what do i want to do what am i what is my plan uh that and of course battle bots is still happening so you know that's what (laughs) we're in the finals now man the the bracket has started very exciting Susan is just super thrilled. Uh, obviously, she just sits there and goes, "Like that's for it." Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? 
It's fine. It's fine. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's it is input. <laughs> it is input, right? Um, so yeah, I've been doing that. I had I was thinking earlier, right? I, did you have a place you were going with this? By the way, was this like a? Did you have a thing here? <clears throat> were you leading to something? Oh, I was talking and I was on mute, so I'll have yes, to edit that. I, that. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was saying things. I was like, nobody's responding. What is going? On? <laughs> um, this was not a segue, but okay, it, all right. I was gonna because I, I was gonna go off on this tangent. Is it? Is it a segue? It might be. Is might be. Segue? Might be. Okay. Because <laughs> I. Then you're welcome. I, yeah. So, uh, yes, I'm talking about. So I, I, uh, I did have another quite tangent. I was thinking about this today, right? And I have this like weird relationship with certain genres of books, you know? And I was thinking today, like, I don't really know why. Like when I was younger, I think we've talked about this a little bit before. Like uh, I used to read a lot of fantasy novels. Right. And then like now I really struggle with it. Right. I read like Game of Thrones and I read like (laughs) Tolkien stuff. Right. But like outside of that, my fantasy reading uh, has shrunk dramatically. And I think there's a reason why, right? Here's my thought. And I'm about to anger half the internet here. So just get ready for it. Here's (sighs) hot takes with Brandon. Um, Fantasy novel book covers are kind of trash. They're just not good. They're not interesting. A lot of them look like they're just straight out of 1987, right? Which is just like, yeah. they're just, there's nothing about a, the, a lot of fantasy book covers that makes me go, oh, I want to read that. Mm. Like, it's not exciting. <clears throat> they're like very generic, right? Like, they're not like, oh man, what's that? Like, it's not, there's nothing that, because I'm a browser, right? I am a browser. This is how I find books. I browse. Like I look, yeah. I go to bookstores, I wander around, I look through the shelves, right? <clears throat> I just like browsing, right? It's my thing, which is why I like buying books online. It's very difficult for me because the browsing aspect is gone. Because mm-hmm. if you click on one book, it's just like suggests to you like 50 other books like that one. And your browsing is just, it's, it's, it's disappeared, right? <clears throat> yeah. But like fantasy books, all, all the covers are the same. <laughs> Right, it's just like <laughs> boring. It's like a weird person with some strange background behind them, like menacing or like just like generic text with an object in the center. Right, like even the Game of Thrones book is like this one now with a sword. Like, wow. cool. <laughs> like what? how riveting just really want like you know what i mean like there's nothing cool about it and i i'm blaming book covers for my lack of enthusiasm about a whole genre (laughs) (laughs) i I will say this this is um book covers are hard are hard they're very they're very difficult i i will let's let's give them let's give them that but when you have content like i don't know an entire fantasy novel you'd think there would be some aspect that they could pull from it to make it more original because i'm thinking also like 
of like just book covers in general of just how annoying they are. They are there how, are a lot of bad so many, ones out there, right? There's like, so many bad ones. And and it's because because they go, I don't know, here's one like here's one thing from this book and that's what I'm going to try and promote without trying to capture more of it than that or grab people's attention and and they they fall into those tropes way too easily. Yeah. They really do. And it's like I just can't like I just I don't know there's something about the the cover design it's very off it's like almost off-putting to me like I don't want to read that like it's so bad like I don't even want to look at that book so like why would I want to open it and read it (laughs) (laughs) so uh you heard it here first people uh Brandon literally judging the book by its cover I mean that's how browsing works you got to look at the cover and then you pick it up you have to have something that makes you want to read it yeah, that's right? and also a lot of the titles are really not very exciting either it's like oh no something blood prints like all of them <laughs> or like you know like <laughs> it's just I, 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 I definitely I definitely can you know understand Brandon's face <laughs> with that because so like if, you, if, if, if the cover doesn't get you and like you flip over the back to read like an understanding if it's anything like the blood prints of the ood, and you're like, oh, come on. Or if it's anything that like just throws names out there to try to like lure you in with like, well, look at like look at this high fantasy. It's like Gunstar in the world of food. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to have to like look up like fan Wikipedia to figure out like what that is. Like that, that's what that's what got me with Dune. Everyone's like, oh, you should read Dune, like with sci-fi. I'm like, well, let's read Dune. And then like, if you look at the back here. Uh, said on the desert planet of Arrakis, Dune is the story of a boy, Paul Atreides, who becomes the Maad Hadib. And you're like, what is what is that? What does that mean? Like, great family ambitions, blah blah blah. And then it's like the family of the High Emperor. I'm like, man, don't 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 have me more look up people that I don't know who they are before I started reading the book. Like, stop, stop it. Yeah, right. Like, it's yes, it's just it's just I agree there. Right, you gotta get. It, there has to be something to hook you, right? And sometimes it's the cover. And then you pick it up and then you read the back and then you do this and then you do that. But if you're just like, if you just browse like <clears throat> randomly, the, if you just like Google like fantasy books and you get like a list of like the newest ones or whatever, it's just like, you'll see the word bones. You'll see the word ranger. You'll see the word blood. Like, 80,000 times <laughs> and it's like there's no discernible difference in any of these books just by looking at them mm-hmm. right? and I, when you get into them and you read them obviously there's going to be differences right but like but when you're just looking at them you're like I don't how do I pick one of these they all look the same <laughs> so sorry the anger of all of our fantasy fans here oh the word loan is also in like tons of them oh <gasps> Right, right. Yeah, well, because it has to be the singular, right, the singular person, whether that's salvation or like yeah. the last remaining or, you know, except Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. So there's that. Okay. There's that. What has, uh, what uh, has, sorry, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, I also did, I do have something that I watched though. I oh. have random film review time with Brandon. Ah. I figured this is where you were segueing me to because I told you about this a while ago. Oh. <clears throat> so I, for, I forgot, but oh, yeah, okay. I thought you remembered. All right, anyway, 
Aaron, <laughs> I have watched a movie just randomly because yeah. I was I had nothing to do, so I was like, I'm going to watch this now. Unlike my other, this is separate from Fugue State movie review corner where I remember nothing about the movie. Right? <laughs> uh, I I had a vague memory of this. Right? I had a vague memory of this movie. Vague, and, vague movie review corner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of remember the general idea of this movie, right? Like, I, I kind of understood that, right? And so, I was just like, but I was sitting there thinking about, like, why did I watch this movie? So, I watched this movie in sophomore English class. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> right? I know. Um, other than the only thing I can really tie together here is that uh, Mr. Himes was a film dude, right? And so, like, that might be tangentially related to why I watched this, right? <laughs> but I have watched the 1997 neo noir, The Spanish Prisoner. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. Right mm-hmm. now, <laughs> this is like a movie about like a con. Okay, but uh, unlike a movie like The Sting, where the protagonist is the person doing the con, in this movie, spoilers for 1997's The Spanish Prisoner, uh, the protagonist is the person being conned, right? Mm. Wow. So all of the twists and turns come from the revelations that you know, reality is like not what it was, right? Or not what it seemed like. So, uh, this movie's weird, and I I didn't know this until after I watched it, and then I kind of looked up some stuff about it to try to figure out like whoa, like because this movie has a pretty high like score on like stuff, and so the director is this dude called David Mamet, and apparently he has like this big cult following about stuff, um like he's done a lot of not a lot, but he's done a lot of uh, several movies and he's like people like him. He like praised for like his writing. Okay. Now this is important because uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I've never seen any of the other movies that he like writ- wrote and directed. I have seen some other movies that he just was a writer on. So he wrote like he was a writer on 1981's The Postman Always Rings Twice. He was a writer on yeah. The Untouchables. He was a writer on Wag the Dog. Right. He was a writer on Ronin. I think I've seen parts of Ronin. I'm not really sure. Um, but he wasn't the director. So like, you know, he was just a writer. So out of a bunch. But he's like apparently praise for like his dialogue right like the dialogue writing of this dude is like apparently really great and I say apparently really great because after you watch this movie or after you watch a Spanish prisoner at least you go why it's not like good right and you can tell like you can tell they're going for that like neo-noir thing where like everybody's kind of like weary you know, and but like it's not like a snappy dialogue, right? It's not like a Raymond Chandler, 
right? It's not like it's right. Humphrey Bogard would deliver these lines badly. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Uh, such classic lines. Like the dude meets this lady, and she's like, "If you ever want somebody to cook you dinner, or dinner and breakfast, just give me a call." Um, and this is supposed to be like peak writing, and I'm just like, "What on earth? <laughs> what is this?" It? Very confusing. It's <laughs> very confusing. Oh. What? Oh gosh, it's so terrible. It's so weird. <laughs> so I don't I I don't really get it after viewing one of his movies. Like I don't really understand the like why everybody likes it so much, but <laughs> you know. Uh so there's that little elephant in the room. Uh this movie does contain luminaries such as uh the protagonist uh, is a guy named uh, Campbell Scott, who I'd seen before, mostly because he plays a dude called Boris in uh, that one. Uh, oh, crud, I can't even remember the name of the TV show now. But anyway, <coughs> uh, Royal Pains, a TV show about like a doctor in the Hampton. That was a good show. Uh, but uh, apparently he's like George C. Scott's son. Who knew? Um, huh. And the main antagonist of this movie is one Steve Martin. <laughs> so this movie is notable in that it is what? like Steve Martin in a serious role. <laughs> oh. How does Steve Martin pull that off? Oh, uh, it's not bad, right? It is pretty good. Um <clears throat> like he it's he's still because he's the he's the guy that's conning the other dude. So he's like kind of talk he kind of fast talking, you know. So it kind of plays into that part. like, But yeah. it is more of a serious thing, right? So the other part of this movie that drives me insane that I did not remember is like, it feels like it, it feels like when they were writing the script they, they put like brackets that said like insert here and then they just never took it out, right? Oh! Because <laughs> so the main the main uh the main plot here is that and the other confusing bit is the, the main character's name is Joe. Okay. <laughs> and then Steve Martin's character's name is Jimmy. So that's annoying. But so Joe is like a math guy. He works for the company and she invents the process. <clears throat> this is all the information you get in this movie. Me. <clears throat> What is the process? Apparently, something that will make the company a lot of money. Wow, what a premise. <laughs> yeah, and because this is the 90s still, right? It's They're going to beat the Japanese in the market. The market, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, I don't know what this means. Oh. And so it's really hard to, like, follow along, like, be invested in the story when they're just like, the process. They just they just keep talking about the process. Or mm. he works at my company or the company. He just he literally says the company. <laughs> like he couldn't even like come up with a fake name. Jeez. <laughs> like, oh, Fisher Enterprises. I don't know. Like, <laughs> something. Just <laughs> manufacturing ink. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Like like you know, what's a? You could just be like, uh, 
Seventh Street Corporate Solutions. Boom! There's a there's a company name right there. Got Even it. better. I was look I was uh looking at the um trailer for this and I noticed uh, it also has uh one uh Ricky J in here. Yeah. Um, which yeah. was weird. I was like <laughs> I was <laughs> I he's in a lot of weird roles too. Uh Yeah, there's like, a lot there's a lot of people in this movie that you're just like, huh. "Oh, that guy." Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's one of those movies. You're the it's the oh that guy, right? Uh like <laughs> That's the it's that movie. Like it's a late nineties movie. <laughs> so a lot of times you're just like, Oh yeah, him. Or oh yeah, it's her. And you don't know why you know them, but like you do, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's a movie about like Jimmy, Steve Martin, is like they like meet, you know, just casually at this company retreat in the Bahamas because they went on a company meeting in the Bahamas for some reason. I don't really understand that. But uh, they just like happened to meet on the beach, you know. And uh, and then they like strike up a friendship and all this Uh stuff. And like just these like little things casually happen and then it turns out Jimmy is a con man and he wants to steal the process. And so Joe gets wise to it and he calls the FBI and then Oh no, it's a fake FBI agent. Ha <laughs> like good Oh my gosh. It's like <laughs> So it's like unraveling this like Jimmy's reality is like or Joe, sorry, see I got confused again. Joe's reality is like not what he thinks it is, right? He's like trusted too many people and you know he's got to discern what's going on and all this stuff right who is on his side really right spoilers okay turns out nobody um that's what (laughs) 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 it's so lame like (laughs) it's almost like too much right like it's almost like it's like all it's like keep being reveals like it's not like Jimmy's not real. This apartment's not real. Oh, like, geez. yeah. The FBI is not real. Like, like. Okay, okay, I get it. It's like elaborate, but I don't. <laughs> we, I understand why. No, we understood. You're, yeah. You're so it's you know here. it's fine. And he slowly sort of like unravels the situation and starts to deduce what's going on, and then like. But the end is still like saved happenstantially via some joke that was told earlier in the movie, right? It's like what, 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 what? <laughs> no, that was the payoff. It was the payoff you knew. It was needing. the payoff. It was the payoff for that one throwaway line in the middle of the movie Ooh. somewhere. Is the end. Blam! I remember that part for the movie, right? So, like, okay, spoiler territory for a movie from 1997. You've been warned. All right. So somewhere in the middle of the movie. Steve Martin and and the guy Joe are like <clears throat> going around town and Steve Martin's like schmoozing him up because he's pretending to be like a rich dude, you know, rich businessy guy, right? And he talks, he says something about like you know, he has some throwaway line about Japanese tourists being everywhere, right? <clears throat> and so the end of the movie, they're on this boat, this ferry trying to get out you know, from this place. Cause it turns out he's been double crossed by everybody. And 
Steve Martin's there and whatever. <clears throat> and uh, Steve Martin has a gun and he's going to kill him and steal the process and sell it and whatever and all that stuff. And uh, this lady just like whips a tranquilizer gun out of her bag and shoots Steve Martin. And she's like this Japanese lady, but she's working with like the FBI. And the other dude comes up. He's like, see, no one pays attention to Japanese tourists. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> like, uh, what? <laughs> what? Oh, that's, wow. That's the, only, that's the only part I remembered. From the movie. <laughs> like, I remember that part. When it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, this is weird. It's like, it's a pretty solid concept for a movie, right? No. But it is a little too, again, it's 1997E, so like, it's pretty extra, right? The acting is a little much, you know, with the delivery of some of the stuff. Like, it just feels, it feels very late 90s, you know, in like, not the best way, <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? Not yeah. in a good way. Not as where like, where's like 10 things I hate about you feels very 90s in like the best ways. Every possible way, yeah. Spanish prisoner, kind of all the not great ways, right? Like all this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I didn't like. I didn't like it. So sorry for all those eighty-nine percent of viewers who voted that it was good on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wonder how many people actually voted. Actually, I should look at that real quick. Oh, oh yeah. See. Only sixty reviews. See, that's no good. That's, no. that's not. You can't even get it. No. no. Yeah. No. So. Okay. But yeah, so I watched that. Uh, that was just randomly. I was very bored, and so I was like, "Oh, I should do that." Uh, so I watched that. So I watched it. It's fine. It's probably better if you don't remember it, right? It's one of those movies you can watch like once, but then like all the surprises are gone, and so like. Even 20 years later, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and there so was it's that like, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. So it's kind of like you could watch it one time hmm. and it would be like, whoa, oh, my gosh. But if you watch it a second time, you're like, hmm. Uh, apparently, even if those two times are 20 years apart, like you just kind of go, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, next. Got it. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Not the biggest fan. I don't really understand the big hype about the dialogue because it's really, it's really not great, right? Like, it's yeah. really forced. Like, it, it, some of it is like, just like, why, why would you say that? I don't Yeah, that's my uh, it's my review corner. There you go. The Spanish prisoner. I give it a meh out of ten. Right? Like, uh, I guess. Okay. Sounds. I, I having not seen it, but uh, reading the IMDb and listening to review, I, I I concur. I also give it a meh out of ten. Yeah. You can't watch it for free online though, so that's good. Right? Hey, uh, major plus. Yeah, major. <laughs> but plus. usually those are usually those are free for a reason. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff that you can watch on for the for free every once in a while, right? Like. Mm. So, you know, you can watch Rumble in the Bronx for free sometimes. That's definitely worth it. Always watch that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, this this brings up a good good question. Um, it is summer reading time. Uh, do do we want to try and do another uh, summer reading challenge uh, of some book? Uh, and of some way is does that fit into your plans uh Aaron uh, would you be able to do this or do we need to wait till later um no i mean i could <clears throat> i could probably do it we're um we're gonna should be going on our honeymoon in the next few weeks and so i think um i mean i'll i'll have it's summertime i got nothing else really planned besides that we got summer ball next month but i'll be gone for most of it so i mean i i think it'd be doable yeah all right i'm down okay uh do we still have that original list that we looked at um mm. a minute ago uh we will do some research on ah, possible okay okay so on the offline we will continue this conversation and we will yes. use our super secret text channel to uh come up with a something and go from there yes we will okay. scour all right scour open Google. to suggestions too so if you got any uh to throw in there Right, okay. go do it, uh, and we'll see. Yeah, we'll do that. Summer reading book challenge extravaganza. Dun, 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 dun. Oh wait, that's Price is Right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> My goodness. Okay, so we will we will we will commence that. Uh, and and Aaron, you will be excused for missing. You know, for honeymoon. Stuff. Yes, fine. Yes. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. Give you a pass, and yes, you catch back. This is very important. So. Where are you going? Do you know? I mean, hopefully uh, so you know. we're going to go to um, Charleston. And oh, go to ah. Georgia and Atlanta, and then like uh, Nashville, I think. And so we're going to. That is quite a loop there. And are you yeah. driving? So we'll, we'll, yes, because um, with airplanes being the way they are right now, it's a lot of airplanes because of you know reasons. Oh, yeah. like yeah. Hey, what if we just like drove road tripped so, it yeah yeah and so i i think it's gonna be logistically wise be a lot easier and so we um we'll just we'll just do that um go out there for a little bit you know spend about a little, little over a week and just like right out a week and then we'll kind of come back but that, that's kind of what we have planned and then um yeah it's gonna go from there all right so huh. so not only travel log from Aaron, but also Aaron, importantly, road trip gas station snacks. We're going to need your favorites when you return. Okay. Yes. What was your go-to? Uh, I can, that uh, I can do. Okay. okay. Uh, we need a snack update because road snack trip update. gas station snacks are an important part of this equation. Right. And, yes, they are. and I need you to do a statistical analysis to see the percentage of gas stations that have the blue windshield wiper fluid and those that don't. And then those... <laughs> And then those that look like they're doing it spitefully, not because of neglect. So I hope you're writing this down. This is all important research that you're doing for us. Colin has been slighted recently, apparently. Oh my gosh. The entire, look, not that it's been a minute, but the entire trip to New Orleans, we could not find a gas station that had the blue fluid. (laughs) Oh, all the way down, all the way back up. <laughs> Nary, nar- multiple states, people. Multiple, no. Okay, so. <sighs> I'm fine. <laughs> <Aaron>. <laughs> <laughs> I need your help. 
I need you. I need you to know if this is a if this is big gas station conspiracy or if this is just you know me. <laughs> so, I, I, bet, I bet I can find something. Thank you. All right, and do this next <laughs> thing as well. Okay. And we, 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 we will. Uh, we will convene on a book, and I'm going to go lie down. And we'll okay. Go, go yeah, don't hurt yourself. Thanks. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.